I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Woofs, Chino, and Elite Partner. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Uh, it's the 24th of, uh, what month is it even? I was still in August. Yeah, it's like dog days of summer, baby. All right. That means uh, you lay around like a dog and you get real sweaty and hot because it's sweaty and hot outside. And uh, I mean, yeah, a global warming ain't helping that much either. But it's kind of always been like that at this time of the year. It's like, I don't know. You get sick of uh, any season that you're in. Although, I'm not sick of summer this time. I think it's pretty cool. It's uh, actually warm. It's actually kind of cool here. It's been raining a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I feel like talking about the weather. Everybody's like, you're so lame when you just talk about the weather. But, I don't know. It's kind of nice. Like, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it. and How I need, I feel like going outside is real good. And uh, I want to go swimming in a lake and stuff. And actually, now I think about it, what I did want to say is that uh, the new thing for me, uh, as far as like the world going crazy, you know, you got to kind of figure out like what you can do to affect change and stuff. And uh, so for me, you know, there's a lot of different avenues to go down with that. Uh, and I'm going to be reaching out to some people to see what I could do. Uh, but what I want to concentrate on uh, is like going green. I know you guys probably heard me say that. I use the hashtag go green or whatever. Um, and I want that to actually like mean something. So like maybe uh, it'll be good to like do something for, uh, you know, like some kind of green thing, like a company or something, or like a not-for-profit. Yeah, I could like take a lot of money from somewhere and put it in that and then uh you know save the planet and all that stuff because like uh, you know it's like they say it's like uh you know the planet's gonna be fine but people might not be you know <laughs> it's like you gotta clean your room or uh it's gonna get moldy and you're gonna die so like it's the same thing with the planet you gotta keep it green or whatever just like use good products and uh don't <laughs> give a hoot don't pollute all right uh yeah so anyway uh stay tuned for that if you guys got any good recommendations about some charities or stuff that i could look into uh about getting in touch with please hit me up you know on the social medias you know how to get a hold of me uh plus one six oh eight five three five nine six oh eight if you want to hit me up with a telephone call and i probably won't actually talk to you but you can leave a message and i'll play it on the show and, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, text me even if you want to, I guess. Uh, and, you know, you can also, like, hit me up on the social medias. And that's all. You, you see me on there. I'm always posting about the podcast and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I hope uh, everybody's good and enjoying these. Uh, I wouldn't, we're not towards the, at the end of summer, but we're getting there, you know, like with the, in August and then we got September and then it starts getting like that fucking uh, autumn weather where you get like Halloween's coming and stuff. And I'm ready for that. I mean, you know, Halloween's great. People are running around outside wearing costumes and stuff. And that's pretty fucked up. But, uh, you know, I'm into it. <laughs> anyway, I just want to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Ren Sons, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Sarah Koenig, Audacity Crash Clothing, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Boss Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. 
Thanks again, guys, for uh, sticking in there. Um, uh, yeah, I got some addresses for the uh, stickers of the month club uh, that I'll be sending out soon. Um, yeah, and I got to start talking about this other stuff, too, uh, more often. We got the merch store up. Uh, there's some cool stuff on there. Records, T-shirts from some bands you might be into. Um, <laughs> some of them aren't even necessarily bands that I'm into, but I just happen to, you know, get some stuff from them. So uh, look up, look, look, look what's on there. Um, I don't know. I think maybe I could do some things with the website to make it, like, easier to see cool stuff but uh i don't know i gotta figure it out i gotta tweak it and tweak it around and stuff uh and you know it's the internet so i don't really know too much about it i'm just trying to like you know fucking make some money all right yeah uh but yeah you know uh we got those stickers coming and uh everything's gonna be real cool uh yeah and uh, without further ado, oh yeah, I, I got to talk about who we got on. It's actually a really cool show this time um, because it's a little bit out of the, uh, I don't know, what do they call it? Like left field or whatever, where we, we don't have a punk rock guest on. Um, it's at least not a punk rock band. It is a band, but uh, it's a band called Manifesto. And uh, I can't remember how many guys are in it, seven or something. But they're basically a man group is what they call it. A man band is what they call themselves. Um, uh, and there were like a bunch of gay guys that are doing uh, these like songs that pop, like female pop singers made popular. And uh, that's kind of like their whole thing. And uh, the tunes are good. Uh, it's, I, don't know, I think that we talk about when the album comes out. I'm not sure if it's out yet. I got to hear it ahead of time because, uh, you know, Melanie K hooked it up. All right. Shout out to Melanie. Oh, yeah. Um, and so that's real good. And, uh, yeah, uh, we get into a little bit of like, uh, you know, like social discussion with this because you got to, because, you know, like, uh, anytime these guys are really like, uh, into representing, you know, their culture and, uh, you know, the, just the struggle and everything, but doing it in a real fun way. And I appreciate that, you know, um, and I think it ties into like punk rock values and everything like that as well. So, uh, it was a real pleasure to have these guys on and without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Detroit Green. An inmate at Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Okay, sorry, oh. I didn't get the recording going until now. So let me start that Nothing. over again. Okay. I really appreciate you guys doing this because I normally have straight white guys on here and you guys are shaking it up. That's awesome. Um, How boring. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I would hope, I would love it if you guys could ex kind of explain to me like how this whole project got started, uh, where you're all kind of like coming from and how you ended up here. 
Mm-hmm. I'll do that one. Is that okay, Mr. Green? Sounds great to me. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm Kelly, by the way. Hi. Uh, so, yeah, we're in Toronto, Canada, and I've been a working musician for like a couple of decades and took some time off, and I'd had this idea swirling around in my head for a long time that I always wanted to do something with other openly out gay men, and I've always loved girl groups, um, oh, and I kind of thought the merging of the two made a lot of sense. This, you know, the genre of girl groups is like a solid 70, 80 years old and full of so much material and uh, so many incredible groups. And I don't know, I guess I've always loved it and never really thought that a lot of people took it all that seriously as an actual art form. So I thought we would add to that and prove that nobody should take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if we're you don't want to take anything too seriously, right? When it comes to... You've oh. never seen some grown-up brats in your life, but... Um, yeah, so that, that was the idea, and I didn't. I, I started outsourcing to friends and just asking, um, do you know anybody who kind of fits this? And I wanted people to be closer in my age because I certainly didn't want to be grandfather time standing on stage with a bunch of 23 year olds, right? So oh, yeah. I, tried to, I tried to, <laughs> exactly, Icarus is going to continually be, he'll always be baby spice. He's he'll the baby. Oh, um, yeah, that's good. Uh, but I started to source people who were my age or closer to, to my age, you know, for vernacular and reference and all that sort of stuff. And I met the other four homosexuals and here we are. Excellent. Um, so you, you kind of like, this was kind of like your project and you kind of brought everybody together just through I did. knowing people and like putting ads out on Craigslist or whatever. I don't know how that, <laughs> I don't know how that shit works. I've been in the same band for like too long. <laughs> like pre-internet and personal ads i like started like launching into the personal ads so I thought that oh yeah yeah good. that's good that's, that's serious good. seeking for gays exactly <laughs> that seems people. like i mean <laughs> you could probably get a lot of hits that way but sure. i don't know there might not be the best singers every time you probably have to like meet a lot of people depends on the song that yeah depends that's true that's true <laughs> yeah. um yeah, I wanted to say about about the choosing of the songs too. Like, obviously, it's all girl groups that you're going with. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that, that that's kind of a a funny thing to, way to go um, because, you, like you said, it has been around for like a long time. People don't really think about that. Uh, but like, I'm a big fan of one of the oldest songs that you guys do on there uh, because it's by this group called the Cordettes, and it's. Uh, I forget which one you guys do. It's not Lollipop. It's the other one. Oh, is it Mr. Sandman? Yeah, man. Mr. Yeah, Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of that group because, uh, as some people know, uh, my bandmaster and True has spent a lot of time holed up in Wisconsin. And that's where that group is from, actually. And there's some yeah, sort yeah. of drama where they got, like, ripped off when they recorded that song and, like, the, you know, back in the day, all the big execs were like, oh, you... you this song is great, but you, you're not stars. So we're going to like say that this big star sang it. And so it's yeah. all weird. But anyway, uh, yeah. How'd you, how do you go about choosing these songs? Guys, anyone want to grab that one? Well, we, uh, may I? Yeah. Uh, well, we started with uh, a, an extensive list of songs that uh, really appealed to us and like which ones were most fun to sing. And uh, it evolved. Uh, from, a, a, I think, a list of about 20 songs, and it, we just kept shaving it down to the best ones that fit our sound as it started to evolve. 
Okay. So, and we also uh, looked at, at, at eras too, right? Because we didn't want a whole bunch of, like girl groups were really big in the 60s and then they were kind of huge again in the 80s, but we didn't really want to just have the two. So we kind of made sure that we were stretching as far back as we could. Yeah, and the like the whole spectrum, right? Cordettes is the oldest. And is it Icarus? Is it All Saints? I think All Saints is the most yeah, recent. All Saints is the most recent one. So we tried to make sure that we got the spectrum and... Oddly, there's no particularly famous Canadian girl groups. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. We're, we are going to be the first very famous. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Why not? So we also wanted to make sure that we could, we, like half of them are from the UK and half of them are from the States and, and all, all that. Right. So, so there, there were a couple of things at play, for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's good. I mean, the court that's, you know, they're from Wisconsin. That's pretty close to Canada. You could be like, make them like an honorary Canadian group. But you don't want that because you want to be the first one. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's interesting when you talk about the, the thievery in the, in the music industry, especially from female vocalists. I mean, that, yeah. that didn't just like start and stop back then. It, it oh, yeah. continues to happen. And certainly, you know, way into the 80s and 90s, there was many like, yeah, there, there was tons of it. There was absolutely tons of it. And, oh, yeah. and one of the parts of the mandate that we were talking about, sorry to cut you off, Mr. Green, no, is that one part of the, of the mandate was, um, now I forgot, now I forgot. See, you wouldn't cut me off. I was distracted by your green hotness, and I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> and, and, and out of my head, what the hell? Damn, I hate when that happens. All the theory that's been going on. <laughs> the theory, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. right. Okay, right. Yeah, that was it. Thank you, thank you. So that... That when we start to look at the songs and how they start to come together, out of the ones, the 12 that are on the record, there are only three that were co-written by the women who sang them. The rest of them were oh, written yes. by, The rest of them were written by men for women to sing, like purposely for women to sing. There's a lot of songwriters out there who write songs and they try and figure out how, who they're going to pitch to. But there's a good chunk, like over three quarters of them were written by men for women to sing. And so the idea that we were taking those songs and interpreting them and funneling them through our very gay perspective was just like, I mean, it was like just a, a gift. And <clears throat> as one of our other members, Twain, said recently, who couldn't make it today, it was like, it's cheeky. Like it just, it, it becomes it's, quite, quite cheeky. It's, yeah. it's oh, so yeah. fun. Oh, it's yeah. so fun to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I got a chance to listen to it and the album is out, right? Like it, it, I think I saw that it, it's not September out. September 10th. September oh, 10th. Okay. I got the I got the sneak peek, I guess, because uh, Melanie yeah. likes to hook me up, you know. Yeah. You looked yeah. under a skirt, you did. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it sounds real good. Um, how do you do, do? You got like a mastermind behind who actually does the like music part of it? Because I mean, I actually this this goes into another question. I want to know about like. Are you guys big on the live show or is it mostly just a recording project at this point? Hey, Chris, do you want to take that one? Um, I think at this point in time, just because of the pandemic and the, the, a larger uh, situation going on, we've mainly been a recording project. Um, but there are plans for us to um, have live shows in the future. It, we almost had one last year, right when the pandemic lockdowns were starting that we were slated to have our first live performance, but then everything shut down. So um, with respect to your other question, although um, I think there are five masterminds who come in and we collaborate. It's a, it's a group project. So, you know, okay. one person, if one person picks the song and they're really passionate about it, we will then bring all our various ideas into it. Like, and just we'll sing the song a couple of dozen times and then see how it sits in, in our registers in our, in our vocal ranges. And then it's just like ideas just start spitballing and, 
it's it ends up in the, into a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good way to do it. First, and then and then we start to figure out how to record it. Exactly. Creative. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's good. That's uh, I think that's generally what a band like so the best bands are like that. Like everybody. Is that what your band does? does? Mr. Green, is it like a big orgy before you start? <laughs> yeah, not so much. I mean, <laughs> not too many reach arounds. It, it's, it's not even a, a sexuality <laughs> question. It's that uh, all the dudes in my band are real gross. Um, and, and, and one of them's a cop, and we definitely don't want to do it with him. So, uh, you know, it just ain't happening yet. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe uh, we'll get famous and get some showers and we could start showering and it will get a little less uh, gross. I think that'll be that'll be step number one. That's good. It's a good step. That's right. Yeah. I think it's a good move. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, uh, okay, I guess so. There's no real touring plans you got, uh, obviously. but yeah, that's good. You know, obviously the, the pandemic thing is so crazy. Like, uh, you know, I've heard that stuff is like getting closed down again now <laughs> with, with like friends of mine that are, like had tours and set up and everything. So, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I no that, problem holding off on it. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, but you need, to, you need to go over though, Mr. Green. What's it? Are you there? We yeah. need to go over one thing. That's just like a bunch of, of lists in advance, and there was one that you had included. Why was there no go go song? So we just oh, kind of yeah. need to go. Well, we need to go over with you the difference <laughs> girl group uh-huh. and a girl band. Now, like, firstly, there shouldn't be a thing called a girl band because bands should just be bands, you know. I mean, they, there shouldn't right, be any right. like, there shouldn't be any gender reference at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the girl group and a boy band, if you will, if we need to be gendery about that, are basically people who sing together. And none of them play instruments. Yeah. All of the Go-Go's played instruments and they wrote their own songs. So that's why there's no... If we were going to do the Go-Go, that would be like a whole different record. So we do like the Runaways, the Go-Go's, like there's a whole bunch of the Bangles, oh, a bunch runaways. of like, girl bands. How would you do that for the guys? I don't know. That's good idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But that's a girl group know. and a girl band. Understand? Yeah. yeah. I like that, uh, that, that uh, differentiation, whatever that word is. Um, that's good. Um, and actually, I think I kind of knew that, but, uh, you know, my producer was like, why don't you ask about the Go-Go's? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it's because they're not, you know, that genre, but, uh, I like the Go-Go's, so why wouldn't I ask that question? I love Go-Go. I'm glad you asked because I didn't know either. Oh, yeah. We're figuring it out. Every day is, a, you know, every day is a winding road or whatever. Yeah. All right. I know that song. Next year, more ladies. All right. Day is a winding road. Yeah. Oh, That's how that oh, goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I guess we kind of touched on this, but, uh, you know, your thoughts about female bands yeah. in the in- industry. And uh, I guess more than that, the LGBTQ. Is there more to that than plus plus? plus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was missing something um, about that in the uh, industry, because like, I guess, especially with what you guys are doing, 
you know, whether it's girl groups or like boy bands or as you call yourself a man band. All oh, right. Uh, you know, there's I feel like it lends itself to the whole like sort of American Idol kind of like everybody's singing. Maybe there's groups or whatever, but it always seems to be like, I don't know, kind of like. The demographic isn't exactly uh, LGBTQ plus. Seems like they're usually more shooting for like, I don't know, straight people. Is that true or am, am I just missing something? Who we are? Like that's who we're trying to appeal to? No, 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 no. What, 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 what those shows? General mainstream. Yeah, what the popular, yeah. uh, I guess. General uh, mainstream music aims for hetero exactly. crowds. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, D, did you want to answer that? Sure. Well, sure they do. That's uh, they're aiming for all the teeny bopper kitties who can spend mommy and daddy's money, and yeah, you know, sure. that's you know, but you know, we're just we're doing this just to have fun. I think that appeals to everybody. So I think so too. <laughs> but I guess what I'm what I'm wondering about is 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 there any like exclusion that you can see? going on with other people who might be trying to do something similar, but it's like, well, that's just too gay. So we can't put that <laughs> on the radio or something like that. Yeah. Icarus, I know, it's an either. honest question. I'm not really yeah. trying yeah, to like, uh, like, and I just uh, anyone, if anyone can out gay us in yeah. the, these songs, then they deserve to like, they deserve to get the prize. Um, Cause we bring, <laughs> we bring the queers to, to yeah. our, like, uh, you know, to the forefront. I think what happens is, um, this, the idea and the spirit of the girl groups that we have, like the Spice Girls and like, De uh, like eventually Destiny's Child and like other uh, references like, you know, LaBelle and things like that. It, it has a spirit and it has like this vitality that the girl groups brought that everyone, it included everyone, like everyone was a fan of the Spice Girls. It did yeah. not include straight people. It was like girls and gay men and like the world, the world embraced the Spice Girls. And so we want to bring that our brand of um, joy and like energy it, it, with our songs, the yeah. same kind of energy like to say, like, here we are. We're now queer people, gay men, essentially, are now coming onto the forefront, and we, we get the spotlight now. And so everyone can welcome us in our own, in our own way. Yeah. Exactly. And, but, and is it important to, I mean, to be like a gay group and say, like, hey, America, you like us, you're dancing to our tunes. Uh, yeah. And we're super gay, and you're still still into it. <laughs> the colors of the rainbow, eat it exactly. Well, um, <laughs> but I mean, to that point, it's just also to say, like the North American idea of a star, a superstar, is just one person. Like American Idol, like you were saying, it's just yeah. one person. Here we are five men who oh, are yeah. representing a man, and so it's like we we're, we're a tribe of people who are supporting one another. We're just gay men who are supporting one another and want to see each other succeed just as much as we do want to succeed ourselves, yeah. which is very different from the American ideal. So maybe yeah, that's true. Awesome. And, you know, we've got to be a good example for everybody else who wants to do something like this, who thinks they can't because they're different. It's like, no, being different means you should go out and do these things. And representation yeah, like, is important. It's Absolutely. like we're already getting censored on what is it? Um, Totally. On, I mean, YouTube, I on YouTube, we got censored for you being got too censored gay. on YouTube. Yeah. Wait, how did that work out? I <laughs> Our second the bottom of that. <laughs> well, because of the pandemic, we uh, we couldn't get together uh, to shoot our videos. So 
Kelly had this really great idea to put our faces on little mannequins and do like a South Park, but cheaper <laughs> version <laughs> of, uh, of not that kind of girl. And it was, uh, it, was, it was really great. You know, it was, it was really funny, you know. Naked, uh, naked bums and couches in it, but they were mannequins, apparently. So wait, you guys got in There's trouble so- by having <laughs> naked mannequins? No, we didn't get in trouble, but if you were just anybody clicking on that video, it would give you a disclaimer saying, warning, this is warning. gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, children, don't look at this. Right? Yeah. So you must be 18 or older, but that's great. So it's like, yes. uh, there's, yeah. put the disclaimer but, up, yet. But that's actually how you get all the teenagers, <laughs> because if you say you got to be 18 or older, that's the first thing the teenagers are going to click on. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, all right, naughty stuff. I got to check it out. <laughs> Making some like software porn and we'll be uh, we'll be gold. There you go. Oh god, that's how Britney did it. That's how. It's cool. <laughs> I didn't I'm know sure. that, but uh, oh, she had a coach. I'm sure teaching her how to do all those <laughs> moves. Come on. Well, yeah, she's a good dancer. Good dance. I believe it to be she's true. She's good dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Britney. <laughs> Britney. Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar or amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah, well that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can, um... Uh, Get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there, and it's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, Yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeahmans Vintage and Used Guitars. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life, aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did. Uh, How about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions? And what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs. Because, you know, everybody's got special needs. 
Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff, but chances are you're going to have some left over or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuporedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a stupid merch company web store right now and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them like uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now... Right now, if you go on there and you, at checkout, you use the code PRISON, you can get 15% off all of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. Stupidredmerch.com um, yeah, Well, you know, uh, this kind of brings me to, to, to the, the big question I have. Uh, I know I kind of like sent these... Uh, some of these questions to you guys in advance, but uh, you know, I, I come from I come from the punk rock world, and uh, you know, it there's there's a little bit of of gay presence in in the punk rock world. I think uh, you know, it, the the punk rock world tries to be really accepting, um, and then there's some like old school punk rockers who are like, no, I'm anti everything. That means like I'm <laughs> like I hate on everything, and I'm like. I don't know. Some of those guys are just like fucking curmudgeons. And I'm like, you got to kind of get with the times. So there's some like <laughs> gay bands, queer bands and uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but I guess the thing is that we've seen, you know, with the Me Too movement and whatnot is uh, kind of like addressing toxic masculinity. And like, that's a big thing now in like mainstream culture. And it's been a thing for a long time in punk rock culture. And now it's seen as how, you know, the gay communities, it's like you got lots of guys. Uh, how does how does that work? Because I have I, I got a feeling this this it still happens. But like when it's all guys, like can you comment on that at all? I mean, firstly, okay. So what is in, in your world? What is what is the definition of punk? So we have like an idea of like within Intruder Green's vision of punk. What is what is oh, punk? Good. I'm glad you asked me that instead of what the definition of toxic masculinity is. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's punk, yeah, you know, punk also can be a lot of different things. I guess uh, specifically, I think about like the punk community is in like bands uh, playing uh, that kind of music. But, it, you know, that kind of music is all over the place, too. So, uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That is a, honestly a good question. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I was just thinking about that earlier, and so I was trying to figure out what it meant to me. And though this is surprising, I'm a little bit too young to actually have been a punk the first time around. I know, <laughs> shock, but it's true. <laughs> um, the, for for me, I, I kind of always understood the punk movement to be like a couple of things. Firstly, it was like anti-establishment. That was like one of the first things. The second one was do it yourself. Sure. It was yeah, a concept yeah. of everybody else is doing it, then why can't we? Um, the third one was uh, don't bother tuning your instruments, and the fourth one, <laughs> and the fourth one was write as short songs as you possibly can, which I have always loved. And in the music that I've written in my life, I've strived to write songs that are around two minutes long. I find it really exciting. That's the perfect but, uh, amount of time. Yes, I think it is the perfect amount of time. And then you know, then another song can start. Yeah. So that was I was thinking to myself because you you were talking you were asking about like toxic masculinity, and I'm like, 
within within that culture, when you look at at the concept of like of punk bands, and they were mostly men, mostly. Susie yeah. Sue of Susie Banshees is one of my very favorites, who was part of the very original concept of of punk. But there wasn't yeah, really sure. acceptance for women in the movement and most of them were just like i'm gonna do something else because it sucks why would i want to hang around with you assholes yeah. but it's <laughs> odd to me it's just really odd to me how that hasn't really evolved and i know that you really are not asking the question of like you're not asking for us to critique the the, the punk movement <laughs> you're asking if whether it exists in our world but i think that the the major question is that the, how many communities actually really haven't stepped past the concept of the patriarchy in the first place and i think that that is difficult within the gay community of course there is there's absolutely toxic masculinity within the queer community and within you know gay musicians i mean people have a very if you're going to bring your oral tradition along with you through your life it's going to land in your art somewhere at some point in time and i don't think that anybody what comes out of the womb believing you know the hideous concept of like you know men should be at the top and straight white rich men should be at the top and everybody else should be under you learn that sort of stuff and i think that the larger question really could be like, how do we, how do we as gay men, and especially the five of us, trying to do something that is like nothing other than like happiness and dancing and gayness and, and celebration. How do we, how do we try to just lead by example to show that, 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 that there's really no space for it left. And I think that when you just look at the five of us and like just visually look at the five of us, I think yeah. that we are the future. We are the example of that, you know? And that's what makes me, I almost cry sometimes. The way that we just stand shoulder to shoulder and we represent something that honestly doesn't really exist a lot like it really doesn't like five out gay men doing a project together equally balanced together uh supporting each other vocally physically like it's just that leading by example that way i think there's there's zero room for toxic masculinity and that was my short answer go ahead uh, <laughs> i can ask that um, yeah please I feel like to your point, there, uh, Mr. Green, uh, there, uh, the idea of toxic masculinity is um, this a concept of like that we as men have to act a certain way and we have to meet a certain ideal of, of male characteristics like, you know, bravery or uh, ambition or, um, you know, like sometimes even greed, like with the corporate world. Um, and so what happens is I think with us, the five of us, we bring together the spirit of punk, which was it, like resistance and um, sort of rebellion against that ideal. Like the punk rockers, like even the male punk rockers, like most of them, the ones that who have, who exemplify that punk rock spirit, they, they subverted like the masculine ideal. They looked different. Like, you know, they wore like skinny jeans and they were like really tight clothes. Yeah, yeah. And they were, like, their frames were slender. Like it just went against that male uh, standard. And I think that's how, um, like if we wanted to talk about like Telly's point, how so many of the girl group songs were written by men. It's like, even they had to, hold the voices of the girl groups and say like this is our voice like we are telling you how to sing what we want you to sing and so that sort of masculinity was just pervasive in the music industry girl groups like especially with like the spice girls who made it so much their credo like their motto they took that power back and they said no we're going to speak, speak to our fans we're going to give our message and our things across very much like punk music and now as manifesto we as gay men are taking that same spirit and we're saying now we're making this against equal the sexuality spectrum like to say we're taking men and women the gender is coming out of the equation now it's just as gay men we're we're putting our voice in everyone should be equal like everyone can have a piece of the pie in the music industry it doesn't have to be just the people who have always been making decisions making con decisions continuously i think that's the spirit of punk rock yeah. yeah i think you guys are punk as fuck 
based on uh, everything you just said. <laughs> and who knew that wearing high heels, putting on makeup and jewelry would make you even more manly? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's like guy liner. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> just put it right on. It's like, I mean, Mr. Green, Mr. Green. Yes. Mr. Green, do you wear your, um, your balaclava like when you perform, perform? <laughs> you mean like when I'm going pee? I mean, yeah. I mean, technically speaking, it never comes off. So if it I ever, I, if I ever get laid, I'll leave it on. You leave it on okay. if that ever happens. It's better for both of us if it stays on. That's right. It's much better for the other person if it stays on. <laughs> <laughs> I look very handsome in it. I mean, it's a very good. It's, uh, it's fashionable and uh, it's uh, it's good. <laughs> and you don't you, you don't you don't break out any other colors. You stick to the green. And oh no, I'm green. Uh, if I did a different color, then I would get confused. Uh, <laughs> I'll be like, if I put on a red box. Sometimes you know when we're on tour and stuff. Like sometimes our clothes get mixed up, and I'll be like, put on a red one, and I'll be like, shit. I got to learn how to play the drums. This is going to be weird. This is going to be like the worst show ever. Um, But, you know, like, yeah, it also helps us remember what uh, what shoes we need to put on. Because the shoes are the same color. Yeah. I mean, that's the main reason. Just to not lose the shoes. Color coordinating. That's good. That's the next Yeah, you know, you guys get it. Bathing, color coordinating. And, uh, guyliner? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't rock the guyliner no more because I feel like the mask is uh, enough. But uh, I used to. It does a lot of the work for you. It does a lot. Of- <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, I, as far as like uh, what we were just talking about, uh, I, I appreciate you, and I, I do appreciate the sort of critique on uh, punk rock because you know, like uh, I don't know if you guys whatever in the punk scene a part of it um but like you know what you broke down about what you're doing sounds pretty punk rock to me and that was why i was a little like off by when you asked me like what the definition of punk is because i'm like well what you guys are doing is pretty fucking punk it is it's kind of like it's it's basically about like you know if you fucking uh believe in something and uh you know it's a good thing Fuck, go for it. And, uh, you know. I agree. I think that most people, when they think of punk, and that was why I was asking you, they think of like this sonic sound, like a certain specific yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah. Usually has a male voice behind it that sounds a certain way. Um, but to me, I would say that, yeah, the, the punk <clears throat> concept it really is more about the political response and also the ability to just do something because you feel the need to do it. Yeah. We definitely live in a, in a culture where, you know, you kind of have to have a, a certain um, prerequisite to be able to get away with talking about certain things or, or kind of going for, for certain aspects of, you know, going after certain things in your life. And I've always found it really punk to just be like, you know, you kind of flip the bird at that sort of thing. It's like, I want to do this. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's do it. What's more punk than saying, you mean I can't do this? Watch me do this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I lost what I was going to say as a follow up to that. But uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, hey, mic drop. What was it? I just, that's how I roll. I just go mic drop and like I just walk away with the statement and people are like, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just walk away. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much. I don't know if there's anything else you, you wanted to thank get you. into. No, that was awesome. That was fun. All that right. Was great. Um, where can people find you? You broke our stuff? cherry, Mr. Green. You broke our cherry, buddy. Oh, way. is this your first, like, uh, super important uh, press? Broke our cherry, popped our cherry. Which one is it? I've been popped. Popped. I've heard popped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was that band, the Cherry Pop. Sorry. Oh, I remember what I wanted to say. There, there is a bit of a punk community. And I guess, you know, people talk about the gay community or the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and there is a punk community and it's kind of based around all these people that go to these festivals and see the bands and like wear the punk rock stuff. And you kind of get the idea of like, all right, that person, maybe I saw him at a show or whatever. Uh, so they're part of my life uh, and, and people help each other. And I, I guess uh, with that being said, it, you know, in the gay community, you know, everybody fucking likes to party and, and, and dance and fucking listen to fucking <laughs> cool club music, whatever. Um, how do you guys uh, think of your presence in that as not just being in the like, uh, you know, mainstream, like you're trying to break out and be a big thing, but like, just in the gay community, how 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 is that responding to you to what you guys are doing? I know I'm, this I'm, is a, a pretty new project, so maybe it's too early. To yeah, yeah, no, it's very, it's very new. I yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the, there are many uh, many groups within the music industry that function as communities for sure. And I, I know I know what you mean by the idea when. You know, when I first started going dancing and dancing at like golf clubs and alternative clubs in the city in, in Toronto, and you would see people who you would see dancing and you'd be like, oh, that's part of my tribe. That's part of my, like, these are people that I can lean on, these people that understand me, there's no judgment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The gay community is quite vast, not to <clears throat> yeah, of correct you, your, your, your understanding of what it is to be um, a modern homosexual. But not everybody uh, necessarily, you know, hits the clubs and listens to uh, Euro dance uh, beat music. <laughs> you know, th there is a lot of that, but you know, it's quite a variety. I suppose, like the, the, the coming from my generation or our generation, I'm the eldest out of all of us. But I would definitely say that there was kind of like an unwritten law of when you knew uh, people in the gay community needed a hand that you just did it. And our, our community's famous for that. I mean, we're famous for that. I find that social media, in some ways, makes it easier for communities to support each other. In some ways, kind of fractures it a little bit. But for the most part, I would say the queer community has always kind of had each other's back, whether it's in music or just living life generally. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think chosen family and chosen community is a big part of, of our experiences and which is why we kind of all gravitate to each other rather effortlessly. And I think outside of that, and to Kelly's point, it's also to say the queer community with all the letters that it makes up that represents a different group of people, it's not saying that we're a fragmented community. It just says that we are a community who are get, who stand outside of the heteronormative society standards. Right. Yeah. But then all of us have that sort of, um, the one unifying thing for all of us is that we are different from what's perceived like to be the general heteronormative society. Um, but then that brings upon us like all these aspects of we have to pretend to be something other than ourselves in order to fit in and to be accepted by the larger society. And right, right. as manifesto, 
what we do is we live authentically. We're authentic to ourselves and we just present ourselves as we see fit. And that's the best thing by leading by example. Say that we don't have to put on airs and we don't have to pretend to be someone else. We're pretty fabulous as we are. And so being authentic <laughs> to ourselves is a, is a good, good enough way to live. <laughs> yeah. I'll applaud that. Absolutely. Um, I believe it to be true. And uh, yeah, I guess the only reason I would compare would have compared it to the punk rock uh, community is because, uh, you know, that's there's a lot of the same. Uh, I don't want to say it's the same struggle because with like punk rockers, you know, it's not a sexuality yeah. thing. It's not like I was born a punk rocker. I kind of, you know, I kind of <laughs> fell into it after a while because maybe I fucking hated the little tiny town I grew up in and fucking all these, you know, cops and rednecks, uh, you know, even if I wasn't gay, I just fucking hated it. And so I had to discover punk rock to like be able to fucking live. Uh, so, you know, to me, there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know, like parallelogramage or something. (laughs) Uh, you're right. That's right. You know, with there, another, with another uh, marginalized community. Like, it's just too, you're too busy. Wow. It's like, what was this? What was this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The, the parallels. <laughs> it's it's a podcast, but I'm trying to do more video stuff. So I'm practicing here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, that's another sure. one. Walk like an Egyptian. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think you got to do, I think you got to do uh, like female bands for the next album. There's just right, so much. I mean, female bands. I don't know if it would work. It might be kind of weird. But it could no, be totally cool. work. Totally work. You There's all kinds. It. There's all kinds of female bands we'd love to do. Exactly. Hell yeah. To get done. I would love yeah, to hear you. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again, guys. Um, thank I, you. I really appreciate you guys doing this. As Again, as I said, it's nice to have... Uh, different people on my show and i'm always really great being here so uh i hope you guys have all the success and i really appreciate uh your whole thing all of it the music is fun and uh i hope i hope to see what the live show ends up like because i don't know you guys you guys look great when you take photos and everything you look great now and uh i could just see you guys putting out a really good live show so uh, i hope to see that (laughs) we're working towards we're working towards it. More right. lasers, more pyro. Hell yeah. Where's Jude Baymore? Yeah, right? <laughs> Where is she? Actually, I haven't seen her forever. Stop getting them up. Okay. All right, well, uh, before we go, though, where can people find your stuff? Uh, on social, on all the social media platforms, you can follow us at Manifesto Times 5, T-I-M-E-S and the number 5. Um, on all the streaming platforms, um, Manifesto with M-A-N capitalized is the easiest way to find us and all of our singles are on there. Um, And our official, we really only have an official website through Bandcamp. So if you search us through there, you can buy, uh, pre-order the vinyl, which is coming out on September 10th, along with the digital album. It's all on pink vinyl too, right? I think I saw a picture of it. It looks fucking awesome. I got to get me a copy. And digitally, you can get everything on iTunes or Spotify or any of those streaming platforms. Oh, hell yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, unless you got anything else you want to bring up, um, we can talk to you later. Okay. It's been great. Thanks, Green. Hey, thank you. Mr. Intruder. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I want to thank Manifesto again for being on it. You can hit me up on all the socials in Intruder Green or go to intrudergreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. We got the merch store, Patreon, uh, you know, links to all the socials there as well. Also, you can call me at plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Uh, Patreon.com slash Intruder Green. Uh, the Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett. Management by Anka Kramer. Hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith. Set design by Dylan Raymer. Catering Matthew Henderson. Lighting Street Whites. Huawei New Jersey. I have a hard time saying that every time. Our theme song is Particles by Type Bros. He's from space. He came here to steal a necklace from a wizard.